This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. Bishop Jake's uh, pastors, the Potter's House, a multiracial, non-denominational church with 50-plus active outreach ministries. He's uh, dominated church growth since its inception back in 1996 from South Charleston, West Virginia. Bishop Jakes is also the CEO of the Potter's House, a nonprofit organization that's produced four major conferences uh, the Pastors and Leaders Conference, Manpower, Woman Thou Art Loose, and Megafest. He's a Grammy-winning music producer with over 10 million social media followers. He is the author of over 30 books, Woman Thou Art Loose, Loose That Man and Let Him Go, Maximize the Moment, and his latest book, by the way, two years ago, almost to date, he was here with a book called Destiny, but today he's here because I'm holding up this book you see on Facebook Live, Soar. Bishop Jakes, welcome to Real Talk. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. You just keep pumping books out, don't you? <laughs> well, you know, every time I see something that fills a void or meets a need, I try to write on it and... Uh, that keeps me kind of busy. <laughs> I know it does. Last time I saw you was in January, and you were uh, uh, teaching on leadership, uh, teaching leaders in the new year uh, here in the Maryland area, and now here you are uh, writing a book on leadership. Uh, how do you feel about leaders? Uh, do you feel called to help leaders lead? You know, uh, I feel that it's very, very important that you give back to leaders and that you help people think through uh, leadership in all of its capacities, whether it's church leadership or entrepreneurship. There are some similarities in the mindset that you have to have in order to be effective. And uh, anything I could do to be a coach to the next person coming along, I try to do that. Do you feel more of that as you get older, or have you uh, always done that even since your West Virginia and then moved to Dallas kind of days? Uh, I didn't do it early on. I, I didn't think that I had enough seniority to be able to speak to all the different things that would happen. But after 41 years of ministry and, mm. and uh, almost 25 years as an entrepreneur, I've learned a few things, and I'm, I feel more uh, equipped to share those things that I did when I started out. Mm. So uh, what do you want people to take from your new book, Soar, Building Your Vision from the Ground Up? Well, there's a lot of things. Uh, first of all, we're seeing an influx of uh, minority business owners, particularly uh, women of color. They're going into business more readily than any other people group, but they're also not staying in business. And uh, I wrote this book to talk about some of the things that you need to consider before you go into business or if you're in business and you want to take it to the next level, 
what it takes to build the infrastructure up under you when you don't have access to a lot of uh, excess capital and you don't have uh, all the things that you need to get it done. You can still get it done, but your approach has to be different. Mm. And I wrote this book uh, to kind of guide people through that process. I understand. Is there a difference, Bishop Jakes, between a vision and a dream? There's a great deal of difference. Uh, when when you start thinking about a dream, we all have dreams that we want to attain, goals that we want to reach, and we envision many times what that's going to be like. But what separates uh, a dream from a goal and a vision from a goal is a date, a <laughs> deadline that okay. you say, I'm going to do this in the next five years or the next three years or the next two years. Putting a date on it helps you to time-sensitive, and it makes you discipline yourself to stay on track. And even more importantly than just the discipline, the distractions that often consume a lot of our time and energy, uh, you become much more synergistic when you know you've got a deadline, a self-imposed deadline that you put on yourself to kind of keep you from getting caught up in the distractions, the nuances, what people think, what they said, mm. what you're up against, and just to focus on your goal. That's what it's really all about. How about that? Well, when we get back from the commercial break, Bishop Jakes, we're going to ask you more about your brand-new book. I'm holding it up on Facebook Live right now. It's Soar, Building Your Vision from the Ground Up by uh, number one New York Times bestselling author and pastor of the Potter's House and founder, T.D. Jakes. We're running to our break right now. As soon as we get back, we're going to ask more questions about this amazing book. You want to make sure you get a copy because the bishop has dropped another download in the name of Jesus. We'll be right back. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his Facebook page and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook and click like or Anderson Speaks on YouTube and subscribe. They're a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. You can also connect with Dr. Anderson and his sponsors at Andersonspeaks.com. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, YouTube, and Andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast. Second in the entire country, WAVA 105.1 FM right here in the nation's capital. On your way out for rush hour, we just wanted you to have a little bit of time with the good bishop, Bishop T.D. Jakes. He's got a brand new book out called Soar, Build Your Vision from the Ground Up. 
Uh, Bishop Jakes, can you tell us why vision is so important? I think it is very important because you need to envision what you're going to do before you do it. You don't envision as an internal thing. You're not stimulated by trying to imitate other people or compete with other people. What you're trying to do is birth outwardly what you have internally. And so many people are are being stymied and stuck because of fear. Many, many people are frustrated because they're stuck in a safe place uh, working at nine to five, but they really have a vision to do something else. And I talk very candidly in the book about what that's like to be in that situation, mm. how you can emerge out of that situation. Right. My father started a business with a mop and a bucket and ended up with 52 employees back in the 60s when mm. it was very difficult for uh, men of color to do anything of that magnitude. And I watched them develop a business and I share some things about what went right, what went wrong, and ways that we can get economic freedom and not be oppressed and accomplish some things, whether it's for a not-for-profit or a for-profit. Maybe it's a women's shelter or uh, a home front with mothers. It doesn't matter what it is. There's some practical business acumen that's necessary even when you're doing a not-for-profit endeavor. Hmm, it sounds to me like you've put a lot of business principles into this book to really help people figure this out. I did because we, we you know, normally when you uh, get a book written by a pastor, it's motivational, but it's not very informational. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how many times can we can tell you, you know, you're coming alive in 2005, and <laughs> you're going to get fixed in 2006, and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. People get real excited. But but to get people excited without giving them the information that's necessary to tangibly add works to faith, as you know, faith without works is dead mm-hmm. alone. And while faith plays a significant part of it, many people of faith are waiting on God to do things that they need to be doing. Mm. Uh, God will bless what you do, but there are certain things that you need to do in order to accomplish the dreams that you have and the visions you have in your own heart. Is that why your subtitle is Building Your Vision from the Ground Up? Because you're literally giving information at a ground level to really help people go from A to Z? Exactly, because most people don't have uh, hundreds of thousands of investors ready to help them launch their business. And so I'm assuming that you're starting on a ground level zero. I'm assuming that you don't have a lot of capital and a lot of time. And I base the book, uh, throughout the book, I talk about the Wright brothers who didn't have the education to build the plane that they built. They did not have the manufacturing place to do it. Uh, They did not have the support of people around them to do it, and yet they started and built an airplane inside a bicycle shop. Mm. And so many people have got their dreams on hold because they don't have this and they don't have that. Mm. But you've got to use what you have until you get what you want. Mm. And uh, so I talk very candidly about that and step-by-step talk about the things that I've learned down to the years. A lot of people know me purely and solely and totally as a pastor, but TDJ Enterprises, through which we have done a myriad of films and gospel plays and travel around the country, existed before I was even pastor of the Potter's House. Mm. Uh, my for-profit company is older 
uh, been in the Potter's House when she's 21 years old. Mm. And learned some things and partnered with major corporations and, and been able to accomplish some things that I would like to see other people accomplish and see millennials uh, who many times have degrees but they're stuck on their mom's couch, can't find the job right. that they thought they would get when they got out of school. Right. There is a way forward. You may have to hire yourself. I think a lot of people didn't even know that uh, about you. I don't think I knew that your business adventures are actually preceded uh, your pastoral uh, Potter's House uh, founding. So that's that's in you. You have been a multifaceted leader. You, you strike me as someone who doesn't allow anyone to put you in a box. Is that true about you? It's very true about me, and I think it should be true about all of us because people have a tendency to define you by how they met you. Mm. So if they met you and you were uh, a dentist, then they say, well, Fred Jones is a dentist. And they put a period, but sometimes you ought to put a comma because there are other interests that people have Mm. that don't conflict with their core values, Mm. and you can explore those things. How about Uh, that? Paul Paul is the apostle, but he's also a tent maker. Luke was, Luke, uh, was a disciple, but he was also a physician. Matthew was a disciple, but he was also a tax collector. Mm. Jesus is Savior of the world, but many people do him as a carpenter. Mm. Uh, so, you know, you, it is possible to be bivocational and not conflict with your faith. In fact, your faith can help your business mm. because it brings another level of integrity and another level of anointing to your business. Hmm. You know, someone asked in the first half of the show, how do I know that I am definitely moving in my destiny? Are there markers that tell people they're definitely living in their destiny and in their purpose? You know, that's a, a question that I often get, and I tell people that you can find your purpose when you discover your passions. Hmm. Uh, those passions leave clues. The fact that you're passionate about it when you do anything related to it, you get energy, you get creativity, you get motivation. All of those are indications or mild markers to let you know that you're on the right track. And, and that's important because you can be on the right track and have all kinds of obstacles coming your way. The Wright brothers were not the founder of the first plane because they didn't have obstacles. and They weren't the first ones to try it, mm. but they were the ones who got credit for it because they were the ones who did not quit. Mm. How about that? They were the ones who did not quit. Speaking of quitting, pursuing a dream is risky, uh, Bishop. Uh, do you suggest people quit their jobs to follow their dream? You know, I'm a little cautious uh, about that sort of thing because mm-hmm. being a person of influence, sometimes you can encourage people to leap to their own destruction. Mm. Uh, I take a more conservative approach to it. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes if you have the security of a job, you might start your business as a hobby mm-hmm. and do it on the side until you build up enough influence or enough customer base uh, to venture. It's still going to be faith. But there's a difference between faith and foolishness. Mm. Uh, You can gradually uh, move into your destiny. In fact, the root word of graduate is gradual. And so you don't have to do it all at once to get there. You can do it on the side. You 
can do it on the weekend. Build up a clientele. Build up a brand up on you, under you. Build up all of the things that you need. I spent a lot of time talking about building your team to reach your dream. A lot of people are going into business, and they're doing it solo, but nobody I've ever met, whether you're talking about the Tyler Perrys or the Oprah Winfrey's of the world or Ken Chenault or anybody else that you run into who's doing amazing things in the world, they didn't get there by themselves. They got there because they had a team around them yeah. that helped them, a support base. Yeah. And that's so important. A lot of people don't understand the tremendous amount of equity that's built through good relationships. Yeah, so important. Well, you know, uh, Bishop, I want to shift for a second before our next break in the next minute and talk to you about what's going on in our nation right now. What are your thoughts about the state of our nation right now? I think, I, like most people, are very concerned about the state of our nation right now. There seems to be more division and more controversy than we've ever seen before. We're, it seems like we're trying to find a new method of running the country and that sort of thing. But it's a, it's a very tempestuous situation, and it's very uncomfortable because leadership is, is critical uh, the well-being of the country. And it's not just the leadership. It's the whole infrastructure that we really need to take a look at and find a way that we can move forward. We have to remember as Americans that we cannot allow our internal disruptions to distract us to the point that we're not prepared for external enemies. We certainly mm. have external enemies uh, like we have not seen in the last 30, 40 years. And we have to be vigilant, and we need to be united in order to be successful and mm. to protect the well-being of all Americans. Wow. Well, when we get back, we're going to talk just a little bit more. We're going to let you go in just a moment. We're going to land the plane. When we get back in three minutes, Bishop Jakes talks about failing fast, crashing last. What does that mean? And by the way, does the bishop even have a view on the kneeling during the national anthem? We'll be right back. This is Tony Penny, assistant producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit Andersonspeaks.com and simply click the Donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's Andersonspeaks.com. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. 
The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diglu-Hailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to ogs.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Oh, <laughs> They are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they came mm, out. Love it. It was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, Get your basement fixed. Give them a call. 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Very quickly, rapid fire. Do you have a thought or opinion you'd like to share on the kneeling during the national anthem? You know, as I understand it, the whole purpose of kneeling in the first place was to make a statement about the criminal justice system. It's unfortunate that the conversation has morphed into an issue about whether you kneel or not when it was really started to draw attention to the criminal justice system, of which there is bipartisan consensus that we need to overhaul many aspects of our criminal justice system from the streets to the courtroom. There's mm. much work to be done. Mm. And I, I just hate the fact that we have uh, diluted the whole dialogue down to whether you kneel during the anthem or not, when there are so many people who are being victimized by a criminal justice system that in many ways has become dysfunctional. Mm. Both Republicans and Democrats agree that there needs to be work done about that, but nobody's talking about that anymore. We're just talking about the, uh, the anthem and the kneeling when mm. the whole issue pointed toward a greater problem that exists in our community. At yeah. the end of the day, we have to realize whether we agree or disagree with kneeling, we have to understand that the whole national anthem and the point of our country is the freedom of expression and the freedom of speech. Mm. Even when we don't agree with what the person is doing, we must defend their right to do so because that's what America is all about. Mm. The strategy of convoluting the issue to the point where you don't even know what we're talking about anymore, right? <laughs> exactly. And that, that seems to be the order of the day today. You know, everybody's almost confused because before you can deal with the issue, 
somebody had written the script and changed the whole dialogue and now we're fighting about something that has nothing to do with the lives of young men and women who are being shot down on the street or people who are stuck in the criminal justice system that that winks depending upon how much money you have and how many lawyers you can get at your behest. Yeah. At the end of the day we have to do in the criminal justice system. This is bigger than a song and a need. This is the lives of our sons and daughters. Mm, last question, 30 seconds. Fail fast, crash last. What does that mean? It's the name of one of your chapters. Well, one of the things we have to realize, the fact that you have failures doesn't mean that you can't be successful. Many people are deterred because they tried something and it didn't work. The Wright brothers tried many times before they got the uh, airplane in the air, and then they still had work to do to keep, to get it to the point that it really soared. Mm-hmm. And I think that failure doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be successful. It does mean that you need to learn the failures that you had and fail quickly so that you can figure out what you need to do uh, to be airborne. And they ended up being airborne, and the whole mm-hmm. aerodynamic system that we have today is a result of their resilience and their tenacity. Mm, his book is Soar, Building Your Vision from the Ground Up. Thank you, Bishop Jakes, for being with us today. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us at Bridgeway in our Performing Arts Theater in Columbia, Maryland for one of our three identical Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon. Or join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. We hope to see you tomorrow at church.